If you're looking for some recruiting news, you are in the right spot as we have some updates on a potential quarterback for the Eagles, some official visitors, which means, hey, folks, they could be heading to Boston College soon. And we're going to talk about everything else that you want to know about recruiting. If you're into the future of Boston College sports, you're going to want to know about this. But also, if you're into the present, ESPN is going to buy a little low on BC this year, and I'll explain all that on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On BC. I am your host, AJ Black. We're going to talk about recruiting today, but first of all, I want to talk about what we are calling now. We have a new name for you guys out there. For those of you that are listening to us daily, if you're a daily BC listener, you're, we're going to call you our everydayers. If you're an everydayer, I want you to hit us up in the comment section right now. Rep it proud. You guys are the lifeblood of this podcast. And I got a name for you. You're our everydayers. All right. I promise you recruiting news. I'm going to deliver on my promise right now quarterback position the biggest need boston college has i think probably heading into 2024 is to continue to build that depth at quarterback we've seen guys get off go off the board that were on bc's big board deuce adams headed to louisville luke moga is going to probably end up at oregon and the numbers are starting to dwindle and it's starting to get laser focused on one guy And it's a last name that Boston College fans know very well. His name is Henry Hasselbeck. We've talked about him on this podcast before. He's a class of 24 quarterback from Zaverian Brothers, and he's the son of Boston College star Matt Hasselbeck. I mean, mean, a lot of fans out there that are into BC sports that have been into it for years are going to love getting a guy that is a legacy like this. And the reason why Henry Hasselbeck probably is trending towards Boston College is this. This this, We're just wrapping up the spring. You know, we just had the spring game on Saturday. You know, the players are done. They had about a month and a half. Well, about five weeks for BC to practice and get ready for that spring game. 15 practices. Do you know how many games or how many practices Henry Hasselbeck showed up to that I know about? He could have come to more three. He came to three. Now, if you've listened to me talk about um, recruits before, if you've heard me say like, oh, you know, this guy came on campus. That's good news. What do you think I'm going to say about a guy that's come on campus three times? That is big time positive news. Hasselback was on campus, I think, more than any other kid. And there's been guys, there's some kids on there that have been on a couple times. For a guy that did not have a BC offer until the start of this this winter uh, portion of practice, this is big. Now, he has offers from Pitt and Georgia Tech and some smaller schools, and UConn is, is pushing now. He was just on campus at UConn today. But I am feeling extra confident about Henry Hasselbeck. I think this kid is going to end up at BC because when you go and you're visiting that much, 
it shows to me that you're very interested in that program. It's not just, it's not just, oh, I, I, I get a free pass to go visit a spring game. It's more like I've been to the school three times. I continue to want to build relationships with the staff. That is taking it to that next level. Now he's a high three star. I mean, he's he's not like a a chump that's based on just his name. Hasselback, if I remember correctly, on on two four sevens, either rated like an eighty seven or an eighty eight. That's good. He's been invited to the ESPN Under Armour Showcase, which is a little less prestigious than the Elite Eleven. But still, again, he's getting accolades. And I I, I think he's going to get more attention. So this is not like a, let's just get a kid because of his last name on, you know, to recruit. This is getting a, a good quarterback. And what I would be pretty happy with if BC lands him as their, uh, their cornerstone uh, quarterback for the class of 24. Because right now, I, I mean, I've said this already. We've been at one commitment for about a year and a half for the class of 24. Christian Zamore, younger brother of Ishmael Zamore from Zaverian Brothers, uh, from, not from Zaverian Brothers, where Hasselback's from, from uh, Everett, has been committed for a while. They haven't had anyone else. I've ha- I have a couple, I, th- I have one crystal ball. I have Hasselback out there. But this, they're going to have to be something soon. And quarterback is usually where the dominoes start to fall. And we've seen it already with BC, right? I started the spring with like six guys. I knew BC and I've talked to my sources that the Eagles were like locked in on or, or high on their big board. We're down to like two, maybe three Hasselback's one of them. And I think the Eagles are going to land him. I don't know what's going to happen because I think the other factor that we need to take it to place to, to play here, it's not UConn. And I know some folks are going to go, well, AJ, UConn beat BC last year. They're going to, no, no, no. That I think everyone, their staff there, everyone knows that that was like a great win for the Huskies, but kind of a fluke. If BC wants Hasselbeck, they're not going to lose him to UConn. The bigger issue with Hasselbeck, the only reason that he may not end up in Chestnut Hill is lacrosse. He's currently committed to Maryland right now for lacrosse. And Maryland is a very good lacrosse program. I, I mean, I cover BC sports. I don't know anything about men's lacrosse. I do know, however, that men's lacrosse at Maryland's a big deal. So that, that could be it. However, he has already said on the record that if he can make, if he can get, get to that level, he wants to play college football. So Hasselbeck has that opportunity now. So unless he's, he's just talking the talk, which eh, he could, I think Hasselback is going to switch from lacrosse to football, which then leads to he's going to end up at BC. That's where I'm at right now. That's where I think things are going to go. And I don't think it's even going to get to official visits at this point. I think he he knows from his dad, his family, what BC is about. He doesn't need an official visit. And, and BC could use those. They get 56 official visits. They could use those elsewhere. And he can come and visit anytime he wants because he just lives right down the road. So... If you want to know who the guy is, I think BC's going to land. I think it's going to be Henry Hasselbeck. In a moment, talking about official visits, I'm going to give you two guys that are going to take official visits that just announced in the last 24 hours. One of them is a last name I think all of you know about. We'll get into that in just a moment. 
Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because that's right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. With baseball right here, you can bet on Chris Sales over under or on strikeouts. You can look at um, uh, Raphael Devers home run in a game. I love the home run ones because it's when you hit, it's like it. That's a rush. That I mean, gambling is kind of you know when you're betting, it's kind of a rush. But home run ones are, are great. So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet of up to one thousand dollars when you join Fanduel today. Just go to fanduelcom slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of Major League Baseball. This is Locked On BC, AJ Black. Thank you to all of our everydayers. You're an everydayer. Hit me up on Twitter, at Locked On BC. Tell me that. Tell me you're an everydayer that listens to BC Locked On BC every day. And if you haven't already, last I checked, we were 27 subscribers away from 1,000. 27. That's crazy. So thank you to everyone who has subscribed. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you haven't done already, hit the subscribe on that Locked On BC YouTube page. It does help tremendously. All right. So let, let me just kind of, if if you're interested in recruiting, but you don't know the whole things, well, welcome. Recruiting is my lifeblood at 247 Sports. I cover it. I talk to the kids. I talk to the staff. I get into all the nitty gritty. Over the last month and a half, while the kids were at um, spring practice, you saw tons of high school recruits coming on campus to visit, to check out the check out practice, to talk to the staff. You got some new offers out there. There was a two or three uh, each week. I would feel of kids that you know didn't get a chance to get an offer yet, but met with the staff. The staff got impressed. They offered them. The next step. You're going to still get kids that are going to come and visit, even though there's not practice. And Jeff Halfley has said that his preference is to get kids to come when there's practice because that shows what school's all about. But the next real step are what's called official visits. Now, if you've been listening to the news, they just NCAA just passed a rule that recruits can take as many official visits as they want. So if you're a top guy, if you're Arch Manning now. He's not because he's already at Texas, but say you're like an Arch Manning and you're really sought after. You could take 12 official visits now. Before, you could only take four. You can only have the four that you want, so you had to kind of limit it down, and it kind of limited what you could do. Now you have to, now you have the chance to do whatever you want. Schools themselves can get 56 total official visits in a cycle, so it's not like we're going to see this rash number of official visits. It could increase for certain guys, but school's going to have to still be careful on who they bring on campus. They're not just going to bring anyone on for an official visit. That an official visit, basically, if you don't know what it is, is when they pay for everything. An unofficial visit for a recruit, the kids have to pay and the families have to pay to come and see a campus. That's why when you see a recruiting list, it's like mostly like for BC it's like 90% North Northeast guys because they can just drive up official visits are a little different because the school pays for it. They pay for the travel, they pay for the lodging and entertainment. 
So you're going to start to see new names pop up. And we've seen, and I can tell you right now, some of the guys I've talked to that have been on campus for unofficials are going to come back for official visits. Guys like defensive back Exodus Ayers from New, New Hampshire. Uh, he's a, at Proctor Academy. He had, I think it was 12 interceptions last year. Six of them went for touchdowns. Six, three cornerback originally from New Mexico. He's already told me he's going to set his date. We've seen, um, and there's other guys. Uh, Gideon Ituka told me he's going to take an official visit, but hasn't set the date yet. But there's two that officially set their dates this weekend. And I want to get into who those guys are. The first is right on your screen right now. Abuni, Abuna Onwuka. Abuna Abina Onwuka. I'm going to say his name wrong. And if you heard that last name, I, I had no problem with that last name because his last name probably should sound familiar if you're a Boston College fan. Because his brother, who just graduated from BC, is Boozy, Chibuzi Onwuka, defensive tackle. Now, Abuna is an interesting recruit because he's a defensive end from uh, Charles Herbert Flowers in Maryland. He is a, a four-star recruit in a lot of on the composite sk- uh, score on 247. So if you want a four-star, this is a kid you want to get. And he already has official visits set to Boston College, Virginia Tech, and West Virginia. The interesting one with Anwuka that you're going to have to watch for is USC. He hasn't set an official visit to them yet, but he's visited USC. He has an offer to the, to the Trojans, but he hasn't been there yet. I mean, he hasn't announced an official because he's not a four star. I wonder if USC would even look at him for that. You know what I mean? Like they're one of those schools that could probably pull, um, you know, turn their nose up from that kind of thing, but he's one. And if you want talent on the defensive line, he's probably, I think what I've looked at, he's one of the highest ranked recruits BC has on their boards. So, and Wuka's a big deal. And you know, BC's got in a good spot because Jabuzi, who just graduated, I, I think had a, a really positive experience with the Eagles. So I think his brother has heard a lot about that. So even though the BC has lost, and I'm sure that might be in his fa- factor in it too, his brother can tell him why it's important that he goes there. So Anwuka will be one to watch. The other name to watch for is a more recent offer, and I don't think he's been on campus. Uh, he's definitely not been on my list, but that doesn't mean that you know he may have showed up on another day. His name is Tamarcus Gray. He's from Texarkana, Texas. Um, and uh, he had seven touchdowns last year, about 800 yards receiving. Uh, you know, sign me up on any kid from Texas. Honestly, like I will take a flyer on any kid from that area. Uh, and he's got good offers too. He's offered by Texas Tech. Uh, he, You know, this is a kid that is, it's not just like he's a kid that, you know, no one has offers. Let me pull it up. Um, Texas Tech, Georgia Tech, Colorado, Pitt, and Indiana, uh, along with a group of a bunch of group of five schools. So, another one that would is is a good get. This is a good this is a good kid you want to see on campus. He's six three two. So this is not just an undersized wide receiver. Is someone with good size that I think BC could um, obviously use. So, two good off two good official visits right off the bat. Now, if you like recruiting news, and and if you are not already, 
I, I encourage you to dive in. It's kind of fun. It's, it's, it's interesting to see how kids view Boston college, the current staff and the future of this program. It's very different than what fans and maybe people who cover the team see. Um, but you get to see and, t- and talk to them if you want and, and, and hear, hear what they have to say. If you head over to Eagle insider, Eagle insider is my site. Just go to two, four, seven Boston college. You can find it pretty easily. Um, and I have interviews with a lot of these kids. I talked to Abuna. Um, I've talked to a lot of, you know, exes heirs. I just mentioned him, Henry Hasselback. I've talked to him. Uh, and you get a full um, experience of what, what they're seeing at BC and kind of get a, a insider's uh perspective on where things are going to go. So I hope you check that out as well. Now in our final segment, if you haven't already, you're going to need to check out FPI. It's ESPN's um, prediction indicator. And they talked about BC's upcoming season and gives a kind of uh, low perspective on where Boston college could be looking next year we'll get into what that looks like in just a moment this is locked on bc i am your host aj black and i am really looking forward to talking about the fpi now fpi is the football power index from espn and it measures teams true strengths on net point scales expected point margin versus average uh average point margins of opponents on a neutral field. Uh, It is very, um, it's, it's very skewed towards last season. So even on ESPN says the football power index is a measure of team strength. That is meant to be the best predictor of a team's performance going forward for the rest of the season. FBI represents how many points above or below average a team is. Projected results are based on 20,000 simulations of the rest of the season using FBI results to date on the remaining schedules. Ratings and projections update daily. FBI data from seasons prior to 2019 may not be complete. So why do I bring this up? Because, you know, we're off season and I like to see and talk about what other, uh, you know, systems are, are predicting for Boston College. And BC is is in, uh, I would say in a bad spot, but also that they they have some faith that BC is going to kind of bounce back a little bit. For this, in their projections, they have them at a FPI of minus two point eight, which puts them way down the list. But they have them for a projected uh, uh, score. Uh, record of five and a half to six and a half wins, which for BC fans obviously would not be acceptable, right? You're barely making it into a uh, bowl with what should be a pretty easy uh, um, out of conference schedule. That being said, as I, as I said before, take this with a grain of salt because you have on here, all of last year's um you know statistics it it's really focused on what last year looked like for BC so when i look at this 
I see teams like Clemson that are projected to win 10 and a half games. Florida State's only projected to win 8.7. So that kind of shows me, right? I think Florida State's going to probably win 10 games. So this, it's just, it's again, it's a, it's a statistic analysis of, um, you know, past versus present. And I'm not sure what I would take away from this other than I don't think it's the worst or unfair um, evaluation of where BC was at. I mean, I think we all think that with some improvement with that out of conference schedule, BC should win seven, but given what they've done in the past, it's not that far off. Right. So I I thought this was interesting because we're going to see more and more of this. We're going to see what Phil Steele says. We're going to see what Bill Connolly says. And I I get the sense uh, and I'm going to go into this right now. And a lot of these, specifically anyone that uses stats, is going to be heavily skewed against BC because they're going to use last year. And they don't put any context into how last year is different than this year. Like last year was a fluke with that offensive line. And the fact that BC could have changed that, uh, the thing that really, in my opinion, caused all the problems, I think you're not going to get that full picture when you look at some of these systems, but you know what? I, I, I don't blame these systems for putting BC low. They have to prove it, right? That's going to be kind of our motto this year. Like when, when I'm on a million different ACC podcasts or ESPN or, or Sirius XM, I'm not going to be bullish on BC. I'm going to say, look, I think that there's there, the, the rooms for where I think they're going to improve is there. But am I ready to say they're going to win eight games? They got to show me. I'm tired of of putting myself out there and and believing when I think I need to see it first. They got to show it to me. There's nothing. I'm not. I'm not trashing the guys. I'm just saying, show me that you can improve. Show me that what you say is going to happen. And then, hey, next year for 2024, I'll be all on board when you have Junior J- Emmett Moorhead out there. So that's my thoughts on that. Now. For you guys that are listening tomorrow, for you everydayers, we will continue looking at recruiting the transfer portal. We should have some new news. Josh DeBerry, by the way, is heading to Texas A&M. So I don't know if Steve Adazio had anything to do with that. I bet he did. Uh, but uh, he's heading to the uh, to the SEC. It'd be interesting to see what he does there. But I expect BC to be active in the transfer portal. Maybe we'll have some news on that tomorrow. We'll get into... Um, everything that we saw in terms of uh, baseball, we'll start talking more about that. All of that will be on tomorrow's show. So make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Thank you all so much for making us your first listen every day. We'll be back again soon. Take care. We'll see you soon.